0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Beef Up Front podcast here on PickSwap Media. This is your host, Ryan Coyle, back again with another episode for the show, um, our weekly Tuesday show from now on, our fantasy football show, where I'll be giving you some stardoms and some sit-ums, going through two quarterbacks, two running backs, two receivers, two tight ends, a defense uh, for the start list, and then we just do the same exact thing over for the sit list. Going to be going through this every week for the entire season, so make sure to buckle up. Um, last week, we had a really good week one. So we're going to do a weekly recap just so I'm not running from the results if they're poor, but I do want to emphasize them when they're really good. So week one, we had a great week. So make sure um, to share this episode out and, and hopefully we can share uh, share the same kind of results and have the same luck week two. So fantasy, it really is a game of luck. I mean, you can do as much statistical analysis, film watching, whatever you want to say, look at matchups inside and out. But a lot of times it comes down to if, if your guy gets hurt um, and if he has enough opportunities in the game just to make make an impact. Like last night I had Jerry Judy in the stardom list. Uh, he had a really quiet beginning of the game, but then he went for a catch for 67 yards and a touchdown on one play. That really flips his performance. He finishes with over 100 receiving yards. So things like that, fantasy football, that's what kind of makes it the the funnest, uh, funnest fantasy sport and one of the best parts about football in general. But. We'll go through, um, just to recap week one, so out of the people on our start list, each week we're aiming to give you a higher uh, amount of points, I guess you could say, from our the people on our start list than our sit list. We did that with ease this week. Um, the start list compiled 130 total points and sit list combined only 69 total points, so we killed it this past week. And I'm not giving you guys like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen to in your start list, Um you know, if you have them on your team, you're going to be starting them nine times out of ten. Most of the, most of the time, ten times out of ten. And then I'm not telling you to sit guys like Mac Jones or Mitch Trubisky. Like I'm giving you, I give you two good starting NFL quarterbacks last week, and they both didn't really have, uh, live up to their kind of expectations. So I run through that entire list. We had Jalen Hurts starting. He finished as the fourth best fantasy quarterback this week. Derek Carr, the 17th best quarterback, had a bit of a miss there. Uh, Javante Williams, the 12th best running back, finished with 19 points this week in PPR. Uh, Antonio Gibson, the 10th best running back this week, 20 points. Jerry Judy, 12th best receiver. Um, Allen Robinson was definitely the miss of the week, 106th in fantasy receivers this week, only getting two points. I expect his role to grow, though. It was kind of a weird, unconventional week one. He was open on a a lot of plays. They just didn't look his way much. Look for that to be a point of emphasis going forward there. Tight end, Zach Ertz versus the Chiefs. Um, he had a bit of a slow start, but still finished as the 10th best fantasy tight end, scored a touchdown, had a two-point conversion. Uh, Pat Fryermuth at the Bengals for the Steelers, 7th best tight end this week, 12 points. And then the Broncos defense at the Seahawks underachieved a little bit, finishing in 18th with only five points. Uh, but still, that list, that team compiled 130 points. Now we'll go to our sit list that only combined 69, so almost doubled up there. First quarterback, Dak Prescott versus the Bucks finished as the 31st best quarterback this week, only getting five points. Kyler versus the Chiefs, finished ninth, getting 20 points, so uh, so, so-so pick there. Brees Hall versus the Ravens, finished 33rd, getting 10 points. I thought that was a good pick. Miles Sanders at the Lions, this was a miss. He finished 13th, getting 18 points. He had a really nice performance there. Could have been more, but Philadelphia kind of bounced it out in the backfield on the goal line that maybe took away a touchdown or two from him. Wide receiver Tyler Lockett, really good hit there versus the Broncos, 70th this week, only had five points. Chase Claypool at the Bengals, 49th, only had nine points. Mike Gusecki versus the Pats, really good hit there. Uh, 55th, only had one point. Cole Komet versus the 49ers, um, didn't even register a point, so he was zero. And then Packers defense at the Vikings. Packers defense finished 28th in fantasy this week, only one point, so 130 points for our start list, 69 for our sit list. And like I was saying um, in the previous episode, for week one, if you like to do daily fantasy, um, kind of like streaming or just putting in those daily lineups for, for the weekly contest or whatever, I think this is a good episode for you as well, because I don't have those top of the top guys. If you're looking for some of these more so under the radar players or kind of lower ranked that you might be able to get at a cheaper value than a weekly Patrick Mahomes or a weekly Jonathan Taylor, I think this is a good show for you. So we'll, we'll hope to ha- replicate our same success from week one with these week two results, and we'll get right into it. Um, We're going to start off with the quarterback position and we're starting off with Jalen Hurts again. Had him on here last week. I'm going to have him on here again until he proves me otherwise. Playing the Minnesota Vikings this week at home, the home opener. Um, I think he's going to want to go off, go out there, go off, show off in front of the home crowd, get A.J. Brown involved early again. Devontae Smith had a zero catch performance in the week one game. Look for him to kind of rebound and get going. Dallas Goddard had a really nice week one. The offensive weapons are there for Jalen Hurts, and I think this game is going to be one of the higher-scoring, more entertaining games of the week. We saw both these offenses with Minnesota and Philadelphia can really put up some points, so that's why I really like Jalen Hurts, and I'm also listing Kirk Cousins on our start list this week as well at the Eagles. I said, I said I think this is going to be a shootout. My prediction is 34-30 Eagles win in this one, so 64 total points. Plenty of opportunities for passing. Um, and a lot of good weapons on the field in this one. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, uh, Miles Sanders, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard, Kenny Gamewell even. Just a lot of weapons in this game. It has a, makings of a really high-scoring game, so I like both these quarterbacks to have big fantasy weeks. Running back, we'll move over to Nick Chubb now. He, The, the Browns running back, he gets a matchup this week against the Jets, who actually contained the Ravens' rushing attack pretty well last week, but what they weren't exactly playing world beaters in that one. Their two leading running backs last week were Kenyon Drake and Mike Davis. This week against Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and a much better offensive line, healthier offensive line. I think they're in for a long day, the New York Jets up front. Last week, Chubb had 22 carries for 141 yards. I think that's going to be the formula for this team going forward to win games with Jacoby Brissett. Kareem Hunt also scored two touchdowns, so if Nick Chubb maybe gets one of those, he might even finish as the top fantasy back from this past week. So I like Nick Chubb to get in the end zone this week and kind of get those 20 at least carries and go for over 100 yards again. Doesn't give me much in the passing game, but if he throws in 100 rushing yards and maybe two or three catches for 10 to 15 yards, that'll that'll add a, a little bit more points to his total each, each and every week. Next running back on our list, we're starting. We're going Antonio Gibson at the Lions. Had a really nice first week for the Commanders, the 10th best running back in fantasy PPR leagues last week. Um, he plays Alliance defense that gave up rushing touchdown four rushing touchdowns this past week, Miles Sanders, uh, Jalen Hurts, Kenny Gainwell and Boston Scott all scored. If Antonio Gibson has an opportunity around the goal line, Carson Wentz is a much of a runner like Jalen Hurts. I think Gibson, if they get up there on the goal line where all the Eagles rushing touchdowns were inside the five yard line, I think that that could be a point of emphasis for the commanders this week to get Gibson in the end zone. And he had a really nice receiving game last week too. So it looks like he, uh, Went out there. My my theory about him last week was he was going out there with something to prove. With all the Brian Robinson noise this offseason, he wants to keep hold of that that starting job. And I think he continues his hot start to the year uh, in week two. First receiver on the list this week, we're going to stick with that Washington Detroit game. We're going to go Amon Ross St. Brown versus Washington. Not exactly going to get you a lot of explosive plays. Might not be like a 100-yard receiver getting 50-yard catches, but he's going to go out there and he's going to rack up catches and be a really efficient player. Eight catches for 64 yards and a touchdown in week one versus Philadelphia. Picked up right where he left off last year, getting like eight grabs a game. He was more so around the 80 kind of yard number, but the Eagles' defense, best thing they do, at least that they've done under this new regime with Jonathan Gannon on the defensive end, is contain explosive plays. So uh, St. Brown really was able to – Take advantage of that and work underneath. I think he has another good opportunity versus a Washington team this week to kind of pick up where he left off. Next receiver on our starting list this week, we're going to go Mike Williams of the Chargers playing at the Chiefs. Only had two catches for 10 yards in week one, um, but this week he goes out there with no Keenan Allen, most likely in the lineup, who's going to be out with the hamstring injury. I'm expecting that this, this to be the highest scoring game of the week right there kind of battling with, with the Eagles and the Vikings. I think those are going to be the two more so high-scoring affairs in the NFL this week. Um, so I really like Mike Williams and the chances to kind of get this game into a shootout. He's going to have to produce as a receiver position with Keenan Allen out. I know they might be able to throw some more coverage at him, but rookie cornerback Trent McDuffie just went on IR earlier today. So that's another guy that's going to be missing from the Chiefs defense. I think that could lead to some more production for Williams, and I think they're going to want to try and get him on track after giving him that big contract this offseason. We go to the tight end spot now, a guy who I was high on coming into the season. I don't know if I touched on him in the fantasy episode, but I definitely touched on him in the AFC West episode with the Chargers, saying I think he could have a nice role with the team. And that's uh, free agent pickup Gerald Everett of the Chargers playing at the Chiefs, just like I kind of talked about with Mike Williams. The opportunities are going to be there without Keenan Allen, the number one pass catcher in that offense. Um, Last week, the Chiefs did allow a touchdown to Zach Ertz, as well as a two-point conversion leading to him being the 10th best fantasy tight end. Gerald Everett scored as well in his Chargers debut. So if you have George Kittle and he's not back yet, or a guy who maybe you don't like his matchup this week, I think Gerald Everett, you could find him out there on the waiver wire, and that could be a nice pickup for you. So um, Gerald Everett, i like him to start this week and have a nice kind of nice role in this passing game going forward. He's a, a really pretty uh, talented player. He just hasn't been able to really been that consistent in the NFL. I don't know if he's ever had that expanded role that he deserves. Maybe he finds that home with the Chiefs this year. Uh, next end, we're going to roll with Zach Ertz again. At the Raiders this week. He scored in week one uh, with a banged up calf injury. We'll see if that's any better this week. Also, with a two point conversion, um, the Chiefs, or excuse me, the Raiders, let up a touchdown to the Chargers tight end, Gerald Everett, as I just touched on last week as well. So maybe, uh, might be able to exploit them a bit in that area. Um, but I like Ertz this week. I think without Hopkins in the fold, still potentially Rondell Moore out as well, he could still get those. Uh, uh, them, uh, I guess you could say the most targets in this this Chiefs off or excuse me, Cardinals offense, especially with the underneath plays. And then our defense that we're looking to start this week, I'm gonna go Packers versus Bears. I think Packers have something to come out there and prove this week. They had a poor show in week one. Justin Jefferson went out there and lit them up. This week they play a Bears offense who surprised week one getting that one-nothing win, but they only scored, I think it was nineteen ten. They beat the 49ers. Still not an impressive performance. The Packers should be kind of going out there feasting this week. They've owned the Bears over the past 15 years with Aaron Rodgers at the helm. So I really like the Packers to get after this poor Bears offensive line this week and make some noise up front. Uh, Now players that we're going to look to sit this week, we're going to start off with quarterback Tom Brady at the Saints. Didn't really have that great of a week one versus the Cowboys. Still a pretty solid performance, uh, but nothing really that special. And now he plays his kryptonite since he got to New Orleans where he's 0-4 0 oh, and four against the Saints in the regular season with the Bucs. They just kind of have his number. So I think until proven otherwise, he's not really a, a viable starting quarterback when he plays against the Saints. Despite how good he's been in his NFL career, I think there's better matchups out there this week. Um, just like if you if you are a team that maybe was able to snag Brady as as your first as like the first backup quarterback off the board, or if you have him as your starter and Cousins as your backup, Cousins might be. Uh, Might be a better start this week. I just don't like starting him against the Saints. Second quarterback, I think he might have a, a lot of pickups out on the waiver wire this week, and that's quarterback Carson Wentz at the Lions. Had a nice first game, but I'm not banking on consistency with him. What we've seen from him over the past three or four years, he's been really up and down, and I think this could be more of a down game. Um, the Lions defensive line got a lot of pressure on Philadelphia last week, and Jalen Hurts was really just able to run for a lot of key first downs. Um, I don't think Wentz has really that escapability and that speed and athleticism that Hurts has. He used to be a really good escape artist in the pocket, but now he seems to try to hold on the ball a little bit too much and make make some more plays. Um, I think the Lions defensive line will be able to take advantage of Washington's excuse me, offensive line this week. And I don't, I'm not banking on Wentz to have a, another good game in a row. So I think he could be a hot name out there after a strong week one, but he's a guy I'm sitting this week. First running back that we're looking to sit, we're going with Cam Akers versus the Falcons. We just don't know his role right now. Too much unpredictability with him. Looked like Daryl Henderson might be the top guy. Um, they they kind of talked about over the past few days in L.A. how Cam Akers needs to maximize his opportunities when he's out there. just seems like they don't really have a lot of faith in him right now. And he plays a Falcons team that held Alvin Kamara in check this past week. So I'm looking to sit Cam Akers this week as one of my running backs. Now we're going to second running back. We're going to sit Ezekiel Elliott versus the Bengals as well. I know you're set. You're probably thinking, well, with Dak Prescott out, they're going to be running the ball a ton. Still, that I think offers the Bengals a great opportunity to stack the box. That was kind of my thinking with Mike uh, Brees Hall last week against the Ravens. I think with a poor quarterback, you're going to be able to stack the box. And this is a good Bengals defensive front. They're really going to sell out on the run, make make Cooper rush in the passing game, beat them. And I think that's going to lead to a not very good performance from Zeke. Had a pretty poor week one, I believe, only rushing for about 49 yards. So we'll see what it what looks like without Dak. But still, I think you might be able to start a different guy, maybe a, a pass catcher, PPR type back this week in place of Elliott and kind of see see how they look in the first week without Dak starting. Uh, now we'll move on to the receivers. First receiver we're looking to sit this week, staying with the Cowboys. It's going to be CD Lamb versus the Bengals. I saw he's like the 12th. Best receiver this week on some fantasy websites. I don't like that at all without Dak Prescott. Cooper Rush is in the fold. Um, very scared about this Cowboys offense this week and what they're going to look like, especially with an offensive line that's in question as well. So, uh, CD Lamb this week, keep him on your bench. Now we're going to go to our second wide receiver. That's going to be Tyler Lockett, Seahawks receiver. Um, he's playing at the 49ers this week. Had a poor week one showing with with Gino Smith at the helm. Good for Gino. He was out there, went out there, played like his game manager role, made some nice plays with both his feet and his arm. But still, this wasn't a, a team that was exactly pushing the ball and making plays on the field and not really going to be beneficial, I think, for fantasy receivers. We saw the final score was 17-16. They're going to try and play good hard nosed defense, protect the football, run the football, and let just Gino kind of be that game manager. I think that doesn't amount to much fantasy success. Lockett only went out there and had three catches for 28 yards this week. He gets a a tough matchup this week as well with the 49ers defense so keep tyler lockett on the bench this week and i think look to maybe even try and trade like him and dk metcalf soon because i don't really like their upside this year in fantasy now we go to the tight ends we're going to stick with a guy who was on the sit list last week we're going to have him on there again cole commit tight end for the bears at the packers had zero catches last week did play in like a monsoon but this packers defense i think is going to come out there kind of with a a lot, to, a lot to prove this weekend, and they have a, a nice linebacker core and some nice safeties as well. I, I don't think the passing game is really going to be thriving that well, and I don't think Cole Komet's going to have that many opportunities to make plays this week. So keep him on your bench, and then we're going to stick with that that same matchup, but this time with the Packers tight end with Robert Tanian. We're going to bench him this week as well versus the Bears. Only three catches for 36 yards last week. Um, he's a guy who had a really nice year two seasons ago but it was because of 12 touchdowns, not much not much catches, not much yards, very touchdown-dependent player. If he's able to come out here and prove that he can be that touchdown-dependent guy um, going forward, good for him. But still, he doesn't offer you much as a, a PPR player at, at the tight end spot, and he doesn't really offer much after the catch. So this is a guy that I'm definitely looking to keep on my bench if if you have him rostered or if you you are looking for a cheap tight end this week. I think there's a, a better option like a Gerald Everett out there for, for that uh, daily streaming kind of fantasy rather than a Robert Tunyon. And then defense, we're going to sit the Indianapolis Colts at the Jaguars this week. The Colts, I believe, have lost their five, last five, if not definitely four, matchups in Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville has a, a lot to prove this week. As some people were kind of talking about them as one of the more under-the-radar teams, went to Washington, hung with them for most of the game, but still fell apart at, at the end kind of. The offense didn't look that great. I think they come out here, Trevor Lawrence at home, the home debut with with Doug Peterson, and the Jags have a nice nice game, and I'm picking them to beat the Colts this week. So I think the Jags are going to kind of be able to have their way um, and and have a nice matchup against the Indianapolis Colts. So from the top with the start list, we're going to go Jalen Hurts, Kirk Cousins, Nick Chubb, Antonio Gibson, Amon Ross St. Brown, Mike Williams, Gerald Everett, Zach Ertz, and Packers defense. And then on the sit list, we're going to go with Tom Brady, Carson Wentz, Cam Akers, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, CD Lamb, Tyler Lockett, Cole Komet, Robert Tanyan, and Colts defense. Uh, but thank you everyone for tuning in. We've had a great start to this sh- to this NFL and college football season here at Beef Up Front and on PickSwap Media with all our content going on. We got that Eagles podcast. We got the Phillies podcast rocking still. We got the Sixers coming up. Uh, I'm bringing you fantasy, college, and NFL. We got a lot of good stuff going on working here. Everyone Everyone's working really hard and I'm really proud of the progress we've been making. A lot of subscribers, a lot of you. So, Thank you, everyone, for the love and support. Let's keep it up, and we will talk to you next week. Good luck in fantasy.